How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. And as the lovely Diane says, yes, it is time for us, The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. Neil Michaels is busily researching questions to ask this week's guest. Now, I'm going to tell you that I've known this week's guest since 1999. Uh, I was doing radio here in Louisville, Kentucky. She was Miss Kentucky. Well, she had a, she had pretty good odds of winning in the Miss America pageant. We hit her on the air. We talked to her. We talked to her mom. She won. We talked to her. We talked to her mom. And then she had been a friend of uh, our radio show in the morning many times over. She is since winning Miss America in the year 2000. She has uh, married the former lieutenant governor of the state of Kentucky, Dr. Uh, Steve Henry. She has uh, born and raised two very prolific, intelligent, beautiful daughters. She has continued her extensive work for veterans, and she's played a lot of golf. Her name is Heather French Henry. She is so busy, so smart, so beautiful, and so interesting. And you need to hang out and listen to our conversations about life, about veterans, about golf from Heather French Henry. When we come right back, we are the Approach Shot. Hang out with us. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. What are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. Thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for coming back. I have to say, this is the approach shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Well, you should say that because that's actually what it is. Yeah, and I have to say that contractual (laughs) obligations being what they are. However, (laughs) being on a radio, which is the part I have to say, you meet some of the nicest people in the world. And who knew? When I was doing a morning show here in Louisville, Kentucky, back in the year 1999, was made aware of this wonderful young lady in town named Heather French, who was probably going to make it to the Miss America pageant. And we had her mom on the air and we had her family on the air and everybody was so excited. And lo and behold, she won. (laughs) So I, I now get to say, I know Miss America. (laughs) <laughs> well, I have to tell you, it is uh, something you can chalk off your bucket list, right? Like, I exactly. <laughs> Thank goodness. He hasn't talked about you for weeks or anything. You know, what's really crazy is, one, just growing up in small town in Kentucky and being able to be on that big stage of Miss America and being the only Miss Kentucky in 100 years that has still won the crown It's amazing to see the opportunities that you continue to get even 21 years later um, after the crown. You know, that elevation of Miss America, it's not really a destination. It's really a journey into other entrees in life. And I say yes to a lot of very interesting opportunities, just like being on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Where you're going to end up, certainly. But it has provided a multitude of awesome opportunities, changed my family's life. You know, as was said, it wasn't just about me. It was about my family, my father, who's a disabled Vietnam veteran. He got Mm -hmm. to travel during my Miss America year. When people couldn't get me for appearances, they got my family and traveled them across the nation. My dad <laughs> is known great. as Mr. America. I mean, it is you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Plus, it paid for my college education, so that always helps. Yeah, but John, good, John, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna burst your bubble really early here. Heather has done some phenomenal things for the state of Kentucky. She has uh, certainly warmed your Kentuckian heart. But she competed as Miss Ohio first. Did you not? I did compete in Miss Ohio first. Yeah. Um, A lot of people don't know that, actually. So it's interesting factoid that you would find that out. Yeah, they don't know that I've got that Ohio blood in me. But I was at University of Cincinnati and four emails were like the thing, right? Uh, I called people for Miss Kentucky and no one returned my phone call. So I found out about preliminaries in Ohio. It had an outstanding uh, reputation for producing Miss America's actually, they've got quite a few from that state. And I qualified because I was at school in an Ohio state school. So I went as Miss Pickerington, which is a suburb of Columbus, and then got top 10 at Miss Ohio. And that's when people from Miss Kentucky found out that a Kentucky gal was state hopping, as that's what we call it. <laughs> and then they called me and said, hey, why don't you come back to Kentucky? 
and can you say, hey, why don't you answer your yeah. phone call? So then four years later, it did take me half a decade period, though, right, <laughs> to win a state title to get to Miss America. So persistence and endurance is key for the day. When did they, because I know you're still active in the whole pageant uh, industry there, too. You you coach and all that. But when did they change the the nomenclature from beauty pageant to scholarship pageant? Gosh, you know, it's been some years ago, um, Lenore Slaughter, who was one of, I think she was like our second CEO back in like the 50s and 60s. She actually saw the changing trend in women in America going from just something glamorous to something a bit more substantive. And we had the opportunity to add things like talent in there. Uh, We were beyond bathing suit. We already had that. So evening gown, talent scholarship then became an issue because more women were going to universities. And so that became a growing need. And then from there, we have just exploded. And not only do we offer, of course, um, cash scholarships, but each state has their own in-kind, millions of dollars worth of in-kind scholarships to universities Mm -hmm. within their state. So we are still um, the nation's largest scholarship provider for young women in the country. Fantastic. And I just I just remembered one thing. This is Heather is the second Miss America I've ever known. Oh, really? So what's your first? I have to fill us, right? In 1971, I was in high school and I won in New York City. I won the James K. Hackett Medal for Demonstrative Proficiency in Oratory. Wow. I had to go to the New York City Board of Education headquarters. And it was awarded to me in a ceremony by Bess Meyerson. Yes. And she was our uh, first Jewish Miss America as well. So Bess broke a lot of molds. She was uh, she did so much for the Miss America organization. She wanted to be quite a professional. She was very politically involved um, as well. I thought you were going to say Phyllis, who was from <laughs> Texas when she won Miss America, but was our mm-hmm. wonderful first lady here in Kentucky. Yeah, well, she never returned our phone calls. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't. We wanted you anyway, Heather. Well, you were holding that spot for me. I didn't know. <laughs> and Heather, do you do you think it was more sweet for you because of the fact that you had competed three times first? And I I heard you do an interview where you said, "Please, God, not another third runner-up." Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no doubt. It took me five years to compete, and a lot of people don't realize that you have to compete and win a preliminary before you go to state. And then you can only once you win state, you only have one chance to win Miss America. So you can't go multiple times. And Mm. so I had been top 10 two years in a row, then third runner up two years in a row. And when I made the top five at Miss America, I did. I was like, oh, Lord, I I will be pleased with anything you give me. But please just don't make me third runner up. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it was really a thrill. I think that I would have been. I do think I would have been fine um, had I not walked away with the crown. I'm certainly glad that I did. But, you know, the experience in and of itself is pretty amazing. And all of the young women that you compete with, I mean, half my bridesmaids were young ladies I competed with through the system. So it's not quite like Miss Congeniality shows, although I still would like world peace. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) give give us a a rundown. Give the audience a rundown, if you would, of, of some of the stuff that you are involved in uh, above and beyond the, the work, which we're going to get into much deeper you do with veterans. Yeah. I always tell people like go to heatherfrenchhenry.com so you can see <laughs> much more, <laughs> but you know, in a nutshell, it, you know, veterans issues and creating the awareness and education around their issues and providing better benefits and disability for our heroes has uh, been maintained over 21 years. In fact, here in Kentucky, 
I was uh, the commissioner of the Kentucky Department of Veterans Affairs and the deputy commissioner for about five and a half years um, of that stint. And before that was heavily involved with my own foundation, the Heather French Foundation for Veterans. We do everything from healthcare screenings to awareness and education about homelessness among veterans. I do a lot of testimony in front of general assemblies, not only here in Kentucky, but in other states and, of course, at the federal level, which I'm very proud of. But one of the neat and creative things that I get to do is every year I do the military educational exhibit at the Kentucky State Fair, which is a 10,000 square foot exhibit. And the first two years we focused on World War One because of Camp Taylor. Uh, Camp Zachary Taylor actually was one of only 16 camps built in all of the United States uh, right here in Louisville to train troops. And we trained about 150,000 troops to go overseas. There's little to nothing left of Camp Zachary Taylor. So the history was getting lost. And during the World War I Centennial Commission, um, I was able to bring that forth and we created this huge exhibit. And then for the past two years, we've done World War II. So we start building that next week. And for 21 straight days, I will be at the State Fair building, showing and tearing down that exhibit. But it is really great to be able to bring that education to the masses, people who may never go to a museum to see that military history so we can celebrate the service and sacrifice of our, especially our World War II veterans who were dying at an alarming rate, uh, certainly. I was going to say, how far from the cows and the goats is your your display? <laughs> well, we are fortunate at the State Fair in Kentucky. We do have a lot of indoor facilities, and we have an educational exhibit area, which is air-conditioned and is not near the livestock. But the livestock, too, uh, the livestock too are very high priority here in Kentucky, and they have oh, their yes. own building in the West Wing. Certainly, that's air conditioned uh, where all the farming families stay with their livestock. So we're pretty sophisticated here in Kentucky. And and one of the other wonderful uh, pieces that I get to do is I added a a veteran component onto our White Christmas collection. Now, have you all seen the movie White Christmas? Yes, we have. Yes, indeed. All right. One of the most beloved Christmas holiday films. But it also happens to be one of the few military Christmas holiday films. And the whole premises of the movie is to say thanks to General Waverly for his service and sacrifice in World War II. Probably feels like a million years ago, but back in 2003, Stephen and I purchased Rosemary Clooney's house, which happens to be in my hometown of Augusta, Kentucky. And she was born in Maysville. I was born in Augusta. And then we sort of flipped. I moved to Maysville in 1980. She bought this house in Augusta. And she and I became great friends during my Miss America year. She was the second phone call I received after winning. And she just really became a mentor. She checked on me every week to make sure everything was going well. She helped me with contractual issues when I had to sign things. I mean, it was amazing. She was such a great friend. So when her house came up for sale, we purchased it, not knowing it was going to be 100% museum. But one thing led to the next. And, you know, years later, now it's 100% museum. We've seen thousands of visitors at her home, we have a huge collection for White Christmas, including some of the most beloved costumes like the sisters' costumes, General Waverly's costume, and we've got some of her other films from uh, Here Come the Girls, which she co-starred with Bob Hope and Red Garters, The Stars Are Singing. I mean, you name it, we've got so much of her life and career, which is awesome. But the White Christmas collection specifically, you know me, I always have to throw a veteran component in there. So every year we travel. Yeah, every year we travel the White Christmas collection to various museums across the country. 
And so last year at uh, Upcountry Museum in Greenville, South Carolina, we developed the Operation Waverly Program. And what that does is it partners the host museum who's hosting the collection. It partners them with a local veterans organization within their community. And so the popularity uh, of the exhibit and the media hype around the exhibit helps to promote the education awareness of that veteran entity and can help raise funds. And in this instance, we actually were able to be a drop-off point at the museum for products for um, fellow countrymen, which is a homeless veteran reintegration Mm -hmm. program right there in Greenville, South Carolina. And so many people, so few people, I should say, knew about that program. And that's what happens across the country. There's lots of wonderful, smaller programs available for veterans and their families but sometimes the awareness and education just isn't out there. And so we were able to help connect groups that didn't know about each other. We utilize the popularity of this exhibit for the good of the veteran community. And that's just one of the many things that I love to do. I, I was really interested to hear about um, Floyd's Fork. Tell me more about that, because it, it, it just that to me, that was just a, a great part of your story. Yeah, you know, Floyd's Fork Initiative was started by my husband, Steve Henry, when he was county commissioner here in Louisville and when he became lieutenant governor. And of course, all this while he was also a physician. So he had worked to land bank land around a an unsaved creek. And this was Floyd's Fork Creek. So here in Jefferson County area, there are two main creeks. You've got Beargrass Creek, which had kind of long been not gone, but part of it been concreted. It was it's kind of beyond, I don't want to say beyond saving, but it had a higher risk, right? So Floyd's Fork was still a creek that could be saved and preserved for not only nature, but to be able to build a park system around. And Stephen used to bike out into the county before urban sprawl really took place here in Jefferson County and saw that there was going to be a great demand for land and development out there. And so he started land banking land and developed the future fund and then the Future Fund Endowment. And it has grown now from like 260 acres back then in 1993 to now almost 6,000 acres. Wow. And yeah, it's pretty amazing. So 2,000 of that is part of a larger park system called the Parklands of Floyd's Fork. So we provide easements for them to do um, hiking and biking trails on. Another 2,000 we lease to farmers to maintain an agriculture way of life out in the county. And then another 2,000 is land that we basically given back to Mother Nature. So if it doesn't have a historic home or an entity on it, we literally let Mother Nature take it back. And that really helps to um, create a healthier stream. A lot of people in the city tend to think of conservation and parks as something that, you know, should be mowed and it should look pretty as far as like hike and bike trails. But really the health and vitality, the stream depends on parcels and hundreds and thousands of acres not being touched by a human. Don't mow that. (laughs) Leave it alone. Yeah. Mother Nature (laughs) tends to know what she's doing when when left to herself. One of the things that Miss Henry does is is play golf. And, uh, yeah, I was going to I was going to bust you on this because this is usually when you say to me, hey, um, this is a golf podcast. Uh, why, is our, why are we talking about baseball? Why are we talking about this or that? So, John, this French Henry to the to the table here. How are we going to make this about golf? Well, I'll hang out and come back and I'll figure it out. There you well, go. We are here. <laughs> we'll be right back.
When I was a kid, I used to hear my parents and other relatives complain all the time about their pain. I couldn't understand why it was always a topic of conversation. But now that I'm getting older myself, I understand. Hey, it's Neil, and especially, man, after I play a round of golf, I'm stiff, and both my knee and my right heel hurt. That's why I decided to try Relief Factor. I was skeptical anything could help me, but I'm a believer now. It's not like I feel miraculously better. The pain is just not there, so I almost forget what a difference Relief Factor has made in my life. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free. It has four key ingredients that support a different metabolic pathway to help your body heal naturally from both the pain and the inflammation. Tens of thousands of people just like you are using it today to become mostly or completely pain-free. So join me in this pain-free revolution. Visit relieffactor.com approach and order the three-week quick start. It's discounted to just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Order today, and in a few short weeks, you could be pain-free too. Go to relieffactor.com slash approach and feel the difference for yourself. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less, or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free, no-obligation consultation to learn how you can Cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-613-7650. That's 800-613-7650. 800-613-7650. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And thanks for coming back. This is The Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Heather French Henry, Miss America 2000, veteran affairs advocate, big time, uh, daughter of a disabled Vietnam era veteran. And a golfer. I'm going to jump in on something beforehand because I demanded the golf thing, but I do want to. I do want to mention something that I thought was really interesting. Heather was also the first Miss America ever to be announced on the Miss America pageant by a woman. Are you good? Oh my gosh! Like you definitely did your homework. <laughs> the crack research staff of the approach shot, yeah. or the research staff on crack. Either I'm not yeah, sure. But you know what? I, I always forget to mention that. And really, especially in today's society where we're really concentrating on, you know, bringing women's history to light. I have two daughters who are now 18 and 20. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're mentioning women who have made significant contributions. And sometimes I forget to tell people that, you know, not only being first Miss Kentucky to win, the first with short hair, but also the first to be announced by a woman. Marie Osmond um, actually announced me as Miss America. 
And, you know, it was a tremendous uh, step for us to be able to make that acknowledgement. So thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. It kind of did set the tone for you because it's like, how do we take this incredible woman that has done so many things in her life and and set her up, or as we like to say, tee her up um, for all these phenomenal accomplishments. Well, the best way is to be the first pageant winner to ever be announced by a woman. And it was it was great that it was Marie Osmond, too. Yeah, yeah you know, and she was so phenomenal. That's when she and Donnie had their own show. And, and mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that when I was growing up, I did have a Donnie and Marie Barbie doll. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, it's just one of those things. And Donnie was like my first rock concert when he was doing the Soldiers of Love tour back in, you know, the 80s and at the Expo in Maysville when they (laughs) used to have a concert series there. So it was it was pretty appropriate. But then again, back to golf. So. um, (laughs) Right. Because otherwise I was going to have to say I'm a little bit country and he's a little bit rock and roll. Oh, there you go. But you got it anyway, which is awesome. And you know, I, so it's, I promise I won't, I won't tell is, the story about how Donnie and Marie almost got me killed one day trying to walk them out to their bus after a concert in Wheeling, West Virginia. Well, now that okay. you've said it, now you have to tell it. Now well, you we, have were, to. we were just backstage and, and we were just talking like regular people. Donnie just said, hey, John, could you walk us out to the bus? And I went, Sure. Not realizing that as soon as we opened the door, there were like 1,800 screaming teenage girls (laughs) (laughs) of the concert hall and the door of the bus. And we got successfully to the door of the bus. And then I realized they got in the bus. I had to go back. (laughs) Oh, my word. So it was it was a hairy experience. But are you sure those screaming fans weren't there for you? I'm positive. <laughs> did did you have a John Ashton Barbie doll? No. no. You didn't have a John Ashton poster in your room either, did you? <laughs> so there but, you but I do think that you're worthy of a bobblehead. I think well, that, that you. you know, we should have one of you doing that. Yeah. We Actually, should. if you just watch him long enough, he starts to do this toward the end. So it's, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> And I actually am having a John Ashton voodoo doll made, so it might be the same. I'm not <laughs> close. Close. Wow, that might be a golf. hot seller. That's going to be the top two Christmas yeah. list. There the thing go. that triggered golf in my head with you, Heather, is I saw a post you put on Facebook, and and this shows how how dyed in the wool Kentucky girl Heather is. She was playing with power built golf clubs. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is the golf club arm of the Louisville Slugger baseball bat company, Kilrick and Brasby. So, I mean, that's, you can't yeah, get I'm so glad you, you mentioned that. I always, like my, my brother played golf. I didn't start playing golf until probably about 10 years ago. And what's even stranger is that I live across from Cherokee Golf Course. And so it was, you know, sometimes you just don't make time for the things that are right in front of you. And golf is something that does take a bit of time. So, you know, you have to make yourself stop and play. But one of the great advantages of the game of golf is it does make you stop for a a period of time. And it's a time that you get to spend with people. It's why a lot of business people play golf. You get a chance to do a golf scramble. It takes an entire day. There's a lunch and usually an afternoon event after everyone comes in. It's a great way also to raise money for philanthropic causes. But I love playing golf with my dad. You know, my dad is someone obviously who is a top priority in my life. He was the reason for my platform as Miss America. And in our crazy lives, they live in Maysville, Kentucky, which is two hours away from Louisville. I don't get a chance to see them 
you know, every single day. So when we go home, they live on the second hole of Laurel Oaks Golf Course in mm-hmm. Maysville. And so, you know, you get a chance to see golfers all the time. But to be able to take out the day and to get in a golf cart, ride with my dad, play golf. I mean, whether or not you keep score, who cares? I mean, I'm never going to be Tiger Woods, right? It's just not going to (laughs) happen. What I can do is spend time talking and having a great time sharing those moments with my dad, whether you hit it well or not. I mean, it is the most frustratingly enjoyable game. I just, it's one that you just want to throw the golf clubs every now and then. But, you know, it's it's definitely worth the agony of defeat for the moments of joy that it certainly does bring. And years ago when I started playing, um, some folks from Powerbilt who I knew very well, um, I didn't have a set of even golf clubs. So mm-hmm. I asked them, I said, you know, what would you what would you consider for someone like me? And they actually sent me. Um, this wonderful set of golf clubs to use in golf scrambles. I love the set so much. It's a a beautiful white and baby blue set. It's, of course, a women's length, so it's a little shorter uh, than the male counterparts. And I just have stuck with Powerbilt ever since and have continued to love playing the game. I don't know that I've improved at all. (laughs) I I do feel like I've, I've improved a little. I could improve more if I played more, certainly. You know, we just played the other day and my dad and I and Steve had a great time. My mom actually drove the the cart and she is the the greatest armchair quarterback, basically, mm-hmm. where she gets to tell us how we're swinging wrong and how we're standing wrong. <laughs> and probably if I were to say 95% of the chance is she's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> tell yeah. us tell us one incredible thing you've done on a golf course where you where you you made a putt, you hit a great shot, something that just made made your mom go, okay, I guess I don't have to correct that. Well, you know, I just birdied a hole that I had never birdied before. And it's just that one hole where every shot just laid up right. It just, you know, it, it, every swing felt nice. It hit, it connected well, and I chipped it. And then I putted it in and I birdied the hole and it was just, it was a very difficult hole. And I think finally it was like, wow, I might be getting a little bit better than I used to be. If we could just string three or four good shots back to back. Right. That's all we need. (laughs) Golf is different from tennis. So I grew up playing tennis actually. And I was Mm -hmm. very competitive tennis player. So when you get to be really proficient in tennis, like, there's rarely a chance you're going to miss a ball. There's rarely a chance you're going to really hit it off, right? I mean, when you learn how to connect that ball, every swing is pretty much going to be a great swing. Sometimes a backhand can go a little askew, but you're going to be pretty on target. Not with golf. You know what? I've even seen the pros. Like, they've even hit off shots. And I'm like, if they can hit an off shot... (laughs) Because here's the best part of your story. The hole you birdied was great. What'd you do on the next hole? Oh, yeah. I did not birdie that one. I think I might have bogeyed that one. I was playing golf the other day with a guy who who kept hitting the ball in. I mean, he must have lost, I think, six balls in two holes. Oh, well, yeah. He got so frustrated. He said, I've played softball my entire life. He said, I can hit a ball coming at me at 40 miles an hour and put it anywhere on the field I want to put it. This ball is still stationary in front of me. I have no idea where I'm going to go. (laughs) It's so true, though. You know, you think about that. You know, 
it's like tennis. You know, the ball's coming at you a gazillion miles an hour, but yet the stationary ball that's on the ground and you're holding the club the same way you did at the last swing, right? right? right. It's just yeah. like, oh, I, but I did. I will tell you the this last time playing, I did use a club that I normally don't use. And I don't know much about it, but it was in the set of clubs that Powerboat gave me. And it's a 56 degree club. It just changed my whole like chipping game. It pops it up nice and high in the air. Doesn't take it, you know, because I'm still trying to figure out the power behind the swing, especially when you get closer to the hole, right? Where you're not quite on the green, you're right off the green. And, you know, the pitching wedge I had tried it, you know, several times, obviously, because that's usually what you use. But I always tend to hit that too hard. And then it goes too far. And so that really ticks me off. So then my dad was trying, he had like a 52 degree wedge. And I was like, oh, I've got this weird 56 degree wedge. So let me try that. Oh my gosh, it was perfect. Cause it popped yep. it up just enough, but didn't add a lot of distance. And that's exactly yep. what I needed. So, you know, 95% of this game is knowing what club to use in what stage of the game. And exactly. I'm not sure that there's a great equation out there, but if somebody has like <laughs> has a chart. <laughs> you have to do the chart because how far you hit it is going to be totally different than how far Neil hits it. Yours will be farther. Now, well, <laughs> you know what? I did win the longest drive at a, yeah, a, a, a championship right. last year. My husband still doesn't believe me, but <laughs> because he wasn't there, but I did hit the longest drive and I was pretty daggone proud of that. But I was playing with a lot of seniors, but hey, you know, we all came from the same team. I have several Miss America sisters that play golf. Kyleen Barker, who is a great golfer. She golfs a ton. Kira uh, Kerstanza-Dixon, she actually is an anchor on the Golf Channel. She was born playing golf, so she is about as close to a golf pro without being a golf pro, certainly. And she just took on that position uh, not too long ago, and she helps out with the Tiger Woods Foundation. So she has done an outstanding job. I think I would be scared to play with her. I would be like the fifth wheel on her team. I'd be like, you know, Kira, I'm here for your entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Not a problem. Golf is fun. You meet great people and you get entertained. Like we're going to entertain Heather with a six pack. We come right back. Kids are going back to school soon, which means you'll have a chance to soak up summer with some you time. And how better to do that than with a cold Arnold Palmer spiked. Hey, it's Neil Michaels. Just picture yourself with that Arnold Palmer spiked at the pool or at the beach. It's the classic taste of iced tea and lemonade with 5% ABV. Made with real juice and brewed teas for a smooth flavor that's as easy going as listening to the sounds of the waves. Wherever you go, remember to take Arnold Palmer spiked with you. For classic refreshment that tastes like the feeling of your toes in the sand, nothing beats Arnold Palmer spiked. It's the perfect balance of brewed teas and real juice, now with 5% ABV. Find Arnold Palmer Spiked in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspiked.com slash approach, or search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. That's arnoldpalmerspiked.com slash approach. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee, malt beverage with natural flavor, celebrate responsibly. Hey, let's talk a little about daily fantasy sports here. 
See, I love to play, but I haven't had a lot of success, and it's been a little frustrating. Apparently, I'm not the only one, because 85% of the people who play lose. So when we started talking with Stat Hero about advertising here in the show, I asked what makes Stat Hero different. The answer made me a believer. See, Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner take all. No one else does that. Since I signed up back in late May, I've won about as much as I've lost, which is only because there are three Dodgers hitters that always seem to screw up my stats. Seriously, this is the most fun I've ever had playing DFS. So come on and join me. Go to stathero.com approach, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com approach. Stathero.com approach. We are back. It is the approach shot. It is that time for the six pack. It is. That dramatic message. Six pack is once again brought to you by Arnold Palmer Spiked for a retailer near you. Apparently, you need many retailers near you in Kentucky because John always complains he can't find one. Go to arnoldpalmerspike.com slash approach. See, the approach part gives us the credit and we get credit for that. So arnoldpalmerspike.com slash approach. Heather, you ready? We're putting you on the hot seat. Uh-oh, I, I hope so. Do I get to pass on any of these if I don't know them? No, it's a hot seat, not a warm seat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll see. Question number one, in your opinion, which golfer has had the greatest impact on the game? Oh, wow. Um, I, I, you know, I know it's going to be probably sound very pedestrian because of my age, but I will tell you, I think Tiger Woods probably for a younger generation. I watched the impact he had on my younger brother in learning how to play golf. And he was Jameson's greatest inspiration in getting out on the golf course, um, especially in a small town like Maysville and gave him a lot of hopes and dreams. So I think I'm going to go with probably what the average um, answer would be. And I would say Tiger Woods. I, I think that is an excellent answer, especially considering there was some inspiration in the family. All right. We're warming you up. Question two. Think about this. When you play, what's your favorite golf word or golf phrase? Four. (laughs) (laughs) It actually might be the least favorite for the people in front of you. (laughs) I should say that's the most, that might be the most common. uh, Certainly when you think of phrase, hole in one is never in my vocabulary because I've never had that really happen. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I have one singular phrase, but um, I haven't had to use four very often. But when you do play on golf courses where houses, you know, are yeah. certainly, you just try not to slice the ball toward the house. So, yeah, pivot. And if you yell four, the house almost never ducks. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly right. But the people who are out at the house, maybe grilling out, might. Right. I think my least favorite phrase is sorry about your window. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the uh, the video. There's a guy who lives on a uh, golf course. And when people hit into his yard and he's there to see it, he grabs the ball, puts it next to him and lies down as if he's <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> really funny when you live close to a golf course. My parents said that they were just sitting out in their backyard the other day and they've never like they've had some hit their house but they happen to have some trees that also help buffer 
But this particular golf ball like came flying by their shins. They were like sitting on one of the swings <laughs> out back. And my mom was like, wow, that would have hit my leg. I said, mom, I think it's kind of dangerous sitting out there. <laughs> my dad and Stephen have a competition going, right? So dad lives on a golf course. We live across from one. So every night my husband walks one of our dogs over at Cherokee Golf Course and they collect balls, both of them. So every heavy box that's in my house or in the basement, you can guarantee if you open it, there's <laughs> golf balls. And so now they have a competition about the favorite golf balls and like dad will text me a picture. Ooh, look at the golf ball I found and look at the logo on this and so that, oh, it's just, it's starting to get insane. I've never played in Maysville, but tell your husband I want my balls back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll tell All him right, that, but it. I don't know if he'll have a question about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back on, back on the six. Okay, sorry. Question three. All right, back on That's track. all right. It's all right. We, it's okay if we defer. In which of your many areas of interest would you like for your daughters to get involved? Well, so my daughters are involved in just about everything that I do and our family does as a whole. They've always been involved in veterans initiatives. Uh, they help out with Floyd's Fork. We even do, I'm going to preface this by saying that we don't physically do the free prostate cancer screenings as far as I'm not going to screen your prostate if you come to our <laughs> prostate cancer screenings, but they help to sign men up for free prostate <laughs> cancer screenings. Um, they help out the Rosemary Clooney Museum with us. But I will say, again, not to be so pedestrian in my answer, but if there's one thing I would like for them to do in the future to be involved, I would love for them to start playing golf. You know, it's interesting. One plays softball, the other played field hockey and ran cross country. But living across from a golf course and even being a tennis player, they didn't play tennis or golf. I sat down with them the other night and I said, ladies, you know, as you grow, you need to learn how to play golf. It's going to be something that you know, you don't have to be hugely proficient in. It's not like you're going to go be in the PGA or anything like that um, or win a tournament. But just for, you know, social events, uh, community interaction as you grow and become business leaders or involved in the business community or philanthropic community. I said learning and knowing how to play golf will benefit you greatly. And it's a game that you can play the rest of your life. Here, here. Truer words, never sweet. We talk all the time about how great it is for philanthropy, for business, that taking four hours to go play golf someplace will establish you a relationship with people that you would not normally be able to do. So that's right. And it's a game that also involves you putting your cell phone down. So, you know, right. there's lower interaction with that device and more interaction with a human, which is right. better. Again, here, here. Question four. This one's a toughie. I need uh -oh. you to put your thinking cap on here. Since you have a degree and a master's in design and architecture, looking at today's golf styles, we'll put architecture aside for a minute, looking at today's golf styles, how would you improve on the way a lot of these guys look on the PGA Tour? <laughs> how they look, certainly. Mm -hmm. uh, the you know, the women tend to look a little better than the men. They look great. Uh, I was, right. The men look like slubs. <laughs> boosted their fashion. Um, no, I think the guys look pretty good. You know, I love uh, I love golf fashion, which I think is really important if you're going to play a particular sport to actually look like you 
uh, know how to play the particular sport. In fact, I often say it's just as important to look good playing the sport as it is to be good right. playing the sport. <laughs> no doubt about it. I think the guys do well. In fact, I think that across the spectrum, whether you're even talking golf or not, even tennis, you know, fashion and the quality of fashion because of new uh, synthetic fibers that can wick away moisture and provide much more protection from the sun have really um, gone above and beyond where I ever thought they would be. So I think that it that has added a lot. Um, I do question, though, I've seen a lot of women wearing long sleeves on the golf course. I don't know that I could do that. I probably should do that just to protect my skin a bit more from the sun. So I find that that trend for women is a little confusing for me, but I do understand why they do it. It's just for me, for someone who's not out on the golf course all the time, I like to get a little bit more of that vitamin D in my skin. But for some, you know, people like them that are, I mean, that's their life, right? It's mm -hmm. uh, kind of like farmers when they're out there. I mean, they're usually wearing long sleeves on the tractors because they're getting so much more exposure. I feel like that was a warm answer, not a hot answer. Not a hot, I don't know if there's I, really I a hot you, answer, I, though. I need you to think about men's fashions and, and like, do we put the berets back on? Do we put knickers back on? Give me something, Heather. You got a degree, man. Do I think the men should wear Speedos out there to play golf? <laughs> All right. <laughs> now you took it in a direction I was hoping we wouldn't do. So I'm going to move on to question five. <laughs> you, you teed it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I did. <laughs> she beat me. Okay, question five. Hollywood called. They'd like to cast you in your own golf movie. In what time period would you like it to be? And who plays Heather? Oh, my goodness. Well, that I don't even know. How do I answer that? So I, I love Halle Berry. Mm -hmm. And she also is a former pageant girl. So, you know, I think she would sort of. Connection connection and kind of get my personality. Mm -hmm. I think that if I were to star in a golf movie, I would like to maybe in the like the 20s and 30s ish, because I think that that was a women's oddly enough, sort of a women's empowerment sort of start. Of course, we had just gotten the right to vote right in like 1919. Mm -hmm. And I think that women's golf really kind of started taking off then. And I love the fashion. Sure certainly of the time. So that's where you talk about that traditional with like the beret and the knickers. And um, so I think that would be a fun period. That, that is an A answer right there. I love Thank that. You. There's something about how golf became this other thing at that point. It, it moved out. It had some fashion. It had was recognized as a sport. And I love the Halle Berry. Excellent answer. Well yeah. done. Awesome. Thank good. you. Question six. Now we ask this of everybody who comes on the show because we are the approach shot. In your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? In my approach to life, what rule do I live by? Well, usually I tell my clients never to repeat the question before you answer the question. <laughs> we all know that's a stall tactic. So. <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is. Um, you know, persistence is something that I've always harbored because a lot of times people give up too soon on dreams, on initiatives. I see it time and time again in 
in normal life where if veterans are, you know, trying to get benefits and disability, the first roadblock they hit, they give up. Mm. Um, so persistence to me is something coming from a small town and having the issues that my family had surrounding my father's disability and his issues coming home from the military. Had I not been persistent, um, it would not have created the endurance uh, in me to be able to achieve what I had. I mean, let's face it, five years to continue to compete. So five, four of the five years I lost, I was a loser, right? Let's just be blunt about it. <laughs> but I picked myself up every single time. And I may have scuffled my feet a little bit and kicked the dirt and ho-hummed. But that just that irritating probably part within me that said, don't give up, that persistent part of me said to keep going. And I always tell people, you know, persistence is key. You got to keep going at it. You know, don't give up. And so persistence is probably my number one rule of thumb. Heather French, Henry, you are off the hot seat. We're going to have to play golf someday. Oh, yeah. Well, let me practice a little bit more. But sure, I'll be there for your entertainment value. Heather French Henry, thank you so much for spending so much quality time with us here on The Approach Shot. There's a revolution going on in the world of shaving, and its name is Harry's. Have you dumped your overpriced, still have to go to the drugstore? My dad used these blades. I have. I switched to Harry's. With Harry's, you don't have to choose between a great shave and a fair price. My Harry's razor contours to my face and gives me a close, comfortable shave at a great price. And you know what else? My Harry's razor stays sharper longer. They believe in the quality of their blades so much, you get a 100% money-back guarantee. Why don't you join me in the revolution, and you'll become a fan of Harry's, too. For a limited time... Harry's is offering listeners of The Approach Shot their starter set at harrys.com approach. The starter set includes a five-blade razor, a weighted ergonomic handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel blade cover. A $13 value, all for just $3. There's never been a better time to try Harry's. Go to harrys.com approach to redeem this offer today. That's a $13 value for only $3. But to get it, you have to go to harrys.com approach. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around, do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. And one of the things I have got to uh, mention, uh, she mentioned, she alluded rather quickly to uh, parks in Louisville, Kentucky, built by uh, or designed by a uh, Mr. Olmstead. Uh, if you are aware, Mr. Olmstead is also the man who uh, designed Central Park in New York City, and the parks here in Louisville were done first, kind of like practice runs. And they're not just little acres of uh, grass with a couple of benches. They are extensive parks, 
they're beautiful. And it's, uh, it's the whole idea that Olmstead had to uh, conserve nature, to build parks as a refuge for people and for nature and for wildlife, etc. We thank you for listening. I apologize that uh, we had to do the, uh, the opening and the closing segments without Mr. Neal. He will understand. I hope you will understand. Stuff happens. That's what we're, we're putting this all in the stuff happens category. So until next week when we have another great guest. And if you're into golf, this next week's guest is Joey Griner, who is Max Homa's caddy. Inside the ropes and digging down deep on the PGA Tour next week, right here on the Approach Sauce. So get out, get some clubs, go play some golf. But when you do, remember that the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.